Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Welcome, everybody. Episode 21 here with Paulo Special One Cards. If you're not following me on Instagram yet, uh, just look for Special One Cards, Special O-N-E Cards, and you'll find me there. Throw me a follow. I'll throw you a follow back. Any questions you have, please please feel free to DM me. Uh, Happy to address any questions that uh, may come up. Uh, We are living in a tough market uh for some uh very good for some others uh myself i kind of look at the market as kind of uh filled with opportunities uh it just depends what you do with them right so you know uh on this episode i want to talk a little bit about uh, a few different things that i've been doing uh, in order to continue to progress myself in uh my collection uh, i don't like to use the word the, the the term pc i think pc is a Uh, overused term. I think at the end of the day, many of us uh, would sell something at a certain price, whatever the case may be. If somebody hits you with a uh, price on a certain card, um, you know, it's just hard to really kind of call something I like to keep a PC. So um, I have a few cards, obviously, I would never want to sell. But again, everyone's got a price on cards and uh, some things are movable. So it all depends on what you're looking at. So I want to talk about a few different things. Uh, One of the things I, uh, I'm going to start with my pickups um, from the last week or so. I picked up a uh, connections uh, from the World Cup Prism set that released um, this past fall. Uh, It was the Joan Felix and Raphael Leon connections. I picked up the gold and of 10 gold card. Um, and, uh, you know, it's borderline that it might 10. Uh, I think it's going to 9. We'll see what happens with that card. But I'm excited for that card uh, for me personally because uh, obviously being a Portugal fan, being Portuguese, that card to me uh, has two of the preeminent stars for the Portuguese national team going forward and preeminent stars on the world football stage, right? Two guys that are really talented, you know, Rafael Leão dominating uh, Syria uh, and what he does on uh, the Champions League. He's shown his importance to AC Milan in games last week. He was the man of the match in that game, uh, even though he didn't score. So, but, you know, he makes that uh, impact. Uh, Jean Felix is another interesting player, uh, very talented, extreme. I think he's extremely talented. I think he's a top uh, three, four talent in the world. It's just situations he's got to be in uh, to make that a little more proactive. When we look at his loan to Chelsea this year or during this window, he's scored once, I believe, thus far, and he's had many other chances. He had two go off the post uh, in the woodwork last week in the Champions League game, so a little unlucky there. He has shown extreme uh, flashes of brilliance. I think Joao Felix is a player that really needs kind of a – a striker in front of him uh, that can score uh, to help him obviously progress his 
value in the market is is his value is still already pretty high in the the soccer card market but if he doesn't produce goals and produce more assists and things of that nature we may see kind of a decline in uh, both demand and price for a player like him so this gold card for me is going to be a really important piece for my pc um again i hate using that term but it's something that i'll probably hold on for years to come which leads me to my uh, orange. I have the orange uh, of 25. It's a PSA 10. I um, am now contemplating selling that card. Uh, since I've got a lower number card, why do I need to have two? Uh, I'd love to give someone the opportunity to have that card. It is a pop one. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in it, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to work with somebody on it. My number on that card right now is about 325 shipped. I think that's a very fair number to offer somebody, uh, given it's an orange, it's of 25, it's a World Cup prism, only comes out every four years, and again, it is a PSA 10, it's a pop one, so we don't see them out in the wild very often, so it is a card that I am willing to part with now that I've been able to acquire the gold. It was a card that I thought I'd never get rid of, but the gold popped up. Uh, which leads me to the story behind how I had purchased this gold. The gold was actually listed on eBay. I think it had a price of $399 or $499. It started at $499. And about two months ago, I had offered the seller who's in Asia uh, $385. He declined my offer. Um, unfortunately, he declined my offer. Uh, and I was kind of really, you know, hell-bent on getting this card because those golds just don't pop up very often. So... Um, and I'm going to be as transparent with you guys as possible in terms of what I did to acquire this card. So I offered him the 385 declined, obviously. Um, about a month and a half ago, I went back in. I saw him draw. He had dropped the price to 399. Uh, and there's a lesson behind this too. He dropped the price to 399. I then made another offer at 285, which subsequently was declined. I made another offer at 310 again another decline uh, at that point i had kind of given up on the card i said you know what i'm never gonna have this card it is what it is time to move on but a week and a half ago a week ago i started to uh look again it was on there again um and now it was listed at 299.99 so i said well he didn't take my offer last time at 285 what what makes me think he's going to take that offer again uh, i'm not so sure um i actually went in and undercut it even more i undercut it to 200 uh, so i offered him 200 for the card i think i did really well he accepted the deal uh and uh the card's mine so i'm really excited that i got the card for 200 significantly lower than i had initially asked for what does that tell us what's the lesson here for those that are selling cards when you think about uh what you want on a card you really have to consider uh, obviously scarcity is very important uh potential grade of a card is important those types of things but like me if you really love the card and you really want that card you're going to pay for it and you're going to do with it i got a little lucky obviously with the market taking a little downturn over the last few months and kind of quieting down as of late uh i'd say in the last month month and a half we've seen a real kind of uh, quiet, you know, I'm noticing breakers not filling spots as often as, or as quickly. Um, I myself have not gotten into many breaks. I'm kind of capping myself on breaks. What I've done for myself is I look at particular breaks and I look at particular 
players I may be chasing. Uh, an example would be Sunday League Investors. Shout out to them. Uh, they did a Merlin break from 2020-21. Um, and I bought Porto, and I think I paid 50 bucks for it, which I'm okay with. Uh, you know, chasing some Fabio Vieira or Evan Nielsen autos, those types of things. And I uh, didn't do very well in those breaks. So, you know, at $50, it's kind of a low entry point, low risk, uh, high reward, you know, hoping to pull a, a Vita Atomic Gold or something of that nature. Unfortunately, I didn't. So the case in point here is, you know, how I was able to get this $200 or pay 200 bucks for this gold Leon Felix card. I think it's important that we all start to recognize that when you are selling cards, whether it be on Instagram, eBay, uh, my slabs or wherever you're selling cards, even Mercari. I see some deals on there sometimes. When you get an offer for a card, um, generally that offer is going to be the highest offer you're going to see. Case in point would be my example, right? What I just stated, the number and the progression of my offers and what occurred. Um, so for me, um, I've kind of adopted that if I put a card out on eBay and I get an offer, um, I'm generally going to take that first offer uh, within within the, the correct means, if you understand what I'm saying. So if somebody comes in is way off, then, you know, I'll give you a great example. I had a Kuliseski auto that I pulled out of the Mosaic Syria Redemption. Somebody offered me, I, I think it was $25 the other day for it. Um, I sold it. The last one sold for about 38 bucks, and that was probably a month and a half ago. I'm just going with the, what the market's telling me. I took that offer. I have no connection to the card, nor do I ever plan on having a connection to the card. I love Kuluseski, very good player, uh, but do I see him as a guy that I want to kind of hold and have in my collection or something I see down the lines? I don't. For me, I don't personally. If you're a Spurs fan, you maybe feel differently. Uh, another example is I can give you is a Nicolo Zaniolo, um, I think they're case hits. I hit one out of a mosaic cereal box as well. A case hit. the last one sold for about 75 bucks, had an offer for about 40. I took it again, a card I have no connection with. There's probably a collector out there that bought it for me. I believe it was from Italy that probably wants a card for his PC. I let it go. At some point you have to make the sacrifice and understand that not, not penny pinch and try to get every penny you can out of a card. This is how you build relationships. If you can offer people deals and, and make those um, connections with folks, they look out for you, you look out for them, and they help you out. Um, so generally, uh, myself included, if I'm getting an offer on a card, I'm generally going to take that first offer because I don't see a number coming up higher on that. Um, I have a Cherokee, a Ryan Cherokee Gold uh, Merlin PSA 10 that is for sale as well. I put that out there on eBay. I've gotten a few offers. I've declined them. Because I have, I'm at a strict number on that card in particular because of what's going on with his market. So my advice is, if, if you're getting if you're getting offers for a card uh, that are when that are within those means or within uh, a certain range that you're expecting or that you'd like, don't be greedy. Take the offer, sell the card, move on, move on to the next card. That's what you should really be doing at this point in time, and focus on buying opportunities where there are extreme gaps in valuation or a prospect you think is going to be a, a big name prospect. We've seen all the stuff I posted. I haven't really missed on many prospects. Uh, 
Um, generally, I'm pretty spot on on what to expect. Look at Osamine. I've been talking about Osamine for over a year and a half. Uh, and, and finally, his market's coming to fruition. So I have some of this stuff kind of tucked away. Um, player like that, I value for the long term. So I hold a lot of his stuff. Some of his stuff I will move, but some I do hold. So start to consider uh, best offers on stuff that you're getting. Don't try to penny pinch. Don't try to get every last dollar out of something. Uh, ultimately, you're going to hurt a, a situation where you could have made some money to kind of move on to the next card or even or by, even buy wax with it. Uh, an interesting kind of uh, aspect that I've started to look at as well is wax, holding wax. I think right now is a really good time to hold wax. I think in many cases right now, if you're breaking wax, if you're not getting the wax at the right price, you're going to lose money uh, as a breaker. I, I really see that happening. I, I don't see many breakers um, seeing the margin they have seen before, obviously, given what the market's doing. So you really need to consider that. The other aspect we have to understand too is the soccer market generally gets hot around this time when the Champions League starts up again. So we're starting to see that again pick up again. So be patient, relax. Things are going to be okay. Uh, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer by letting you know that the market's getting killed and tanked. It's not. There's plenty of opportunity out there. You just got to find it and do your research. Case in point, I graded four Alexander Ovechkin second-year upper decks, okay? I bought those four cards off eBay for $7 total, $7 total. So you're talking about a buck 75 a piece. Now, what I did, I graded all four. I, I had two comeback nines and two tens. I've sold the 10 already for a hundred. I give somebody a really good deal. They're generally selling for about 150. So you look at those numbers and you think about it. Four Ovechkin second year, $7. I graded all four of them at $15 a piece. So I'm $67 into the cards. I sold one for $100. I'm already $33 up on my money. And I still have two nines and a 10 left. The 10 I'm going to hold and keep. And the other two nines, I will sell those probably between $25 and $45 each, quite possibly. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but either way, I'm already positive. So that's what you have to think about. Think about some of the Merlin stuff that you've seen, uh, especially Aqua Prisms. There is some stuff that you can grade your way out of uh, to make your money back and even profit. Um, this year's Merlin, last year's Merlin. Take a look at some of that stuff. I've kind of identified some cards that I've looked at, and I'll probably cover that this week in a post on Instagram, uh, in particular to talk about how there is opportunity for some of those Aqua Prisms, which are the ones per, I think they're one per pack uh, in this year's blasters i can't remember off the top of my head but there are opportunities you just got to study them and understand what you're doing um there's cards that i do send into grade that uh, are you know again i'm not gonna i hate using the word pc but they're loosely cards that i want to hold and keep because i love the car right uh cards that i might love so you know and sometimes they're just cards that aren't worth very much but i want to slab them um it's important to do that uh this week i picked up a uh some of my other pickups this week i picked up a pedro gonzalez sapphire rookie not numbered just a base out of sapphire i paid 19 dollars for the card uh psa 10 uh, it costs you 19 dollars to grade right now right 
So I picked up the Pedro Gonzalez. I paid 19 bucks. I basically paid what it would cost to grade that card if I had it and not have the guarantee that it's going to 10. So there are opportunities out there to look at. Um, one of the guys that I'm starting to look at again in terms of uh, what I'm purchasing for um, other other players that are out there, right? I've started um, to kind of mess around again with a guy that we all know at Barcelona. Um, I just see his market is so low right now uh, and there's tremendous upside and it's a really low risk play given the rumors that he may be leaving Barcelona, might not, might want to stay. Maybe he becomes a, a part of that uh, system again, more so when there's more attention brought to him. But this week I grabbed a um, an Ansu Fati uh, top Sapphire rookie, not numbered, uh, excuse me, top Sapphire 2019 PSA 10. Um, I purchased that card uh, this week or early, late last week. I can't even remember. Um, I bought that card. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to look at my data here, what I paid for that card. I paid, uh, let's see here. What did I pay for it? Uh, where are my receipts here? Of course, I don't see it right now. Let me see. I paid $57.60 for that card. Now, that card in particular you know, one of his most desirable rookies. Uh, it isn't numbered, but it is a Sapphire um, of 2019 Chrome. And we all know that 2019 Chrome was not heavily printed. But the Sapphire PSA 10, according to Card Ladder, right, when we look at um, those cards, uh, the valuation, the last sales uh, on eBay, uh, there's a sale uh, actually on the 21st, uh, which was uh, yesterday. Uh, and that sold for $75. So I'm already up in the green on that card, um, basically. The last few sales of that card, we've seen uh, 75 57 60 which was my purchase, $62, $61, $66, um, 64 75 So I think Fatih presents a great opportunity right now, even for that base Sapphire. 2019 was not printed like that. Uh, he's a player that uh, obviously has a lot of potential. And I think he's still only 19. Um, so you may want to consider and start looking at him, even though he does have a, kind of like a robotic knee. Uh, his rookie red ticket is another one to look at. Uh, another card that I actually love that I may try to purchase a few of them to hold for the foreseeable future. He's just so young and so talented that there is opportunity there. So I encourage you to start looking at some of these guys. Um and I think a lot of us are getting a little smarter versus going into breaks. We're starting to realize that we can buy these singles at lower price points rather than risk going into a break and coming out empty. Uh, another example I'll give you is I bought a Fabio Vieira Mer Merlin Gold uh, rookie last week as well. Another pickup that I had, I think I paid 44 uh, or 46 with shipping for that card. It cost me 50 bucks to get into the break with Sunday League Investors. Granted, it's a good time being in there and interacting with people and discussing the hobby, uh, but I didn't pull a gold Fabio Vieta. So uh, I had purchased that card right before I got that break, uh, and I kind of looked at it and said, okay, well, if I don't hit anything, I bought this, I'm good. Uh, I'm getting That's getting graded now. So 
And Fabio Vieira is a guy that I'm high on. I've been trying to buy a lot of his gold stuff. I have Stadium Club Chrome Gold, which is a pop two as well. I know the other guy that's got the other one. Um, so, you know, start thinking about singles and why you can, um, you know, there's more opportunities there for you given um, the prices that are available right now. Start contemplating those and understanding prices and where they should be if you have questions if you don't have a card ladder account and you have questions on comps and what evaluation on a card should be let me know i'm happy to look those up for you the other thing is the other thing i want you to understand too is that certain cards you are going to uh and i do look at comps but i also look at the fact of a uh, of a belief in a card if you believe in a card a particular card um and you got to pay over comps for it. Why not do it, right? If you're that convinced on a card or a player, then bite the bullet, pay the extra money, and buy the card. Uh, you're you're much better off doing that than um, risking uh, getting into a break. You know, uh, for example, that Orange Leon uh, Felix connection charge that I have the of twenty five PSA ten mask in three twenty five. You go into a break for Leon and Felix. Uh, you or Portugal, right? I think the prices on that stuff are really expensive right now to get into those breaks for that team. So, you know, there's value there where you can buy in at a lower price point and not risk uh, going into a break and not getting anything. So uh, consider those things, all right? All right, guys, let's um, go into a little bit of a Champions League kind of discussion, what's going on. Uh, what we're seeing uh, today, we saw two games. Obviously, we saw Napoli travel to Interact Frankfurt in Germany, and we saw Real Madrid travel to Liverpool. I mainly watched the Liverpool-Real Madrid game, and it was really interesting. Uh, Liverpool started out really well, obviously. Darwin Nunez with uh, an impressive goal. Uh, must have learned that from Cristiano, uh, if you guys remember. Ronaldo scored a similar goal at the European Championships in 2016. Uh, and many others have done it, right? So I don't want to always just give him credit. But uh, Liverpool goes up 2 nothing, and they end up losing 5-2. I don't know what's going on with that team, but at home, up 2 nothing. I mean, I would think you got to change tactics at some point um, with that kind of lead just to protect – um, your your lead uh, and uh, who you're playing. You're playing Real Madrid. They are a Champions League stalwart. They always perform at their best in the Champions League. So, um, you know, but, you know, the problems with, with Liverpool aren't really necessarily their, their front three, their front attacking uh, piece of the team. It's really their, their midfield is really just, um, I don't know, in shambles. Uh, Fabinho, Henderson, you had... Uh, Bajstek, who's a young kid, um, got to give him credit for getting on the team. 18 years old, gets thrown in the fire yesterday. Uh, maybe a little too early for him to get in there. And uh, Liverpool's got a lot of holes, right? Uh, I see a lot of holes. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold in that, that right-back position, uh, I'm not sure he's the answer there. He's more of a, I feel like, a midfielder or a right-wing back. Uh, versus having defensive responsibilities. 
And, you know, I got to say this, but, you know, their center back pairing of Gomez and Virgil van Dyke. Um, you know, Van Dyke's still a good, very good player. Gomez is is least desirable for me. I think they got to make a move. And there has been rumors that Liverpool is, um, and I warned you months ago about this, Gonzalo Inacio from Sporting is on their radar. So could see a big move there. That would be a huge improvement for Liverpool. But I think at the moment they need help in their midfield. Uh, I think Jurgen Klopp's got to look at that midfield and see what he can do to fix that midfield. Now, you got to go to Real Madrid still. You got to go play there. Uh, You're still not totally out of it. Um, You know, the away goal rule is gone now. Uh, All it takes is a Liverpool 3-0, you know, in regular time and you're forcing extra time. So, you know, Liverpool's capable. They have the attackers. Now, their question is, is can they stop Vinny Jr.? Can they stop? You know Federico Valverde. Can they stop Benzema? Can, you know who do you who do you try to stop on that Real Madrid team? They have so many talented players that are just excellent players that um, just can make a difference at any moment in time. Uh, one of the concerns, and I haven't followed up on this. Obviously, we saw um, I think it was Alaba go down with an injury yesterday, uh, so that could be a concern. But, you know, Real Madrid's got some depth there. They can move uh, some players around to cover that position. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then uh, Napoli. Uh, Napoli goes over to, to Germany, no problem, 2 nothing. Um Game start off pretty well. Special K, as I call him, the kid from Georgia. Um, penalty saved by the goalie, which was fantastic. Um, Osamine scores again. Uh, Di Lorenzo with a, a goal as well to go up 2-0. Uh, player of the game was uh, Lozano. Lozano had a really great game. I watched a little bit of it. I was trying to – I watched the, the, the replay of it uh, a little bit. Probably only watched about half of it, but Lozano was impressive to me yesterday. Played a really great game. So Napoli's in full control there. Looks like they're going to be going through. Uh, last week we saw uh, Benfica uh, go up to Bruges. And really put on a great performance. Um, they, you know, traveled to Belgium, won 2 nothing. We, you know, I didn't think it was going to be as easy as everybody else thought. Obviously, Noah Lang looked pretty good uh, throughout the game, especially in the first 15 minutes. Bruges looked really dangerous. But then I think Benfica realized that we, that they may have taken them lightly and they decided to put the foot on the gas. And in that game, you saw, um, if you could really uh, do some some clever things, uh, you had uh, João Mario with a goal, uh, who's done very well this year, um, continuing on. Again, João Mario, for those that don't know, a former sporting player who, after, uh, if I remember correctly, Euro 2016, was sold off to, it might have been 18, actually, after the World Cup, I can't remember, was sold to Inter at the time. Uh, went to Inter, wasn't very successful there. Comes back to Portugal, to Sporting. Does a controversial move uh, to Benfica. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was this past season or the last season. can't remember correctly here. But João Mario this year in the Champions League, he's, <clears throat> excuse me, scored five goals, had an assist in seven games played. In um, in um, 
So he's been he's been really impressive. And I think in Portugal, he's probably got about 14 goals. Pretty wild. Uh, what a year he's having. Uh, João Mario, he is 30 uh, years old. I thought he was a little younger because he's been around longer than I thought. But he got on the score sheet again for Benfica. And, um, you know, and then the second goal we saw uh, was scored by uh, David Neres, another guy uh, from the AX system that has really performed well at Benfica uh, going forward. And in the other game last week as well, you had Dortmund and Chelsea. I really expected more out of out of Chelsea in that game. Dortmund takes a one nothing narrow win. Uh, Chelsea can still uh, qualify, obviously. Uh, Eddie Emi had a brilliant goal. Um, I mean, but let's face the facts here. That's a goal he's got to score either way, uh, especially with having to beat Enzo. Um, you're an attacking player, one of the fastest players in the Champions League. You've got to score that goal, no doubt about it. So um, good for Dortmund winning one nothing at home, but I think that could change. Uh, Chelsea was a little unlucky. Juan Felix had two two uh, possible goals go off the, the crossbar and the post. So we'll see what happens there. I know I keep talking about Juan Felix, and I'm, and I'm hoping that he can kind of uh, come to uh, his own, which would be great. Uh, I think uh, back at Stanford Bridge, we could see a potentially really good game. And tomorrow you have, uh, and maybe you're listening to this before the Champions League games start, or maybe afterwards. We'll see if my predictions are true. You have Inter and Porto. Porto is traveling to Inter. I think Porto has won about 10 games in a row now. I don't think they've lost in a while, uh, or maybe it's four or five uh, games. But between the league and Champions League, I think they've won 10 games in a row thus far. Uh, really, for Porto, Taremi is the attacking guy there. He's been uh, very good uh, for Porto this year in scoring. The other guy to watch out for, he's got a card in Sapphire, uh, Chrome, flagship, first edition is Pepe. Not the defender, but the attack-minded player, Pepe. He's been really fantastic uh, this year for Porto, kind of a player that's really growing into his own. Um, a little older player uh, by by the means of, when I say older, I'm talking about the folks that are always talking about uh, players being too old in um, once they are, uh, let's say, over 24 or 23 years old. I think Pep is, uh, at this point in time, he might be 24 or 25. He is a Brazilian international, former international. He has played on the sub-21 teams as a youth international. So watch out for him. Uh, just watch the way he plays. I think he's a fantastic player. Can really, really causes a lot of problems for a lot of teams. He, you know, tore Sporting apart in the Clásico a few weeks ago. So take a watch at him. Uh, Pepe Aquino is his actual name. He uh, has yet to score in the Champions League, so maybe uh, tomorrow's a day against Inter Milan, so we'll see. I expect this game to either draw out or it could be a potential... You know, uh, I could see Porto winning this game. I really could. Uh, Inter is coming off of a loss. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Porto could come into this game and win and win this game in a narrow victory. It's going to be a really close matchup. I expect a really good game out of that. And then you have Leipzig and City. City is traveling to Leipzig. Haven't seen the lineups. Don't know if Foden's even in the lineup. Not sure what's going on there. City is kind of, they've... Uh, 
tied two of the last three games um, in uh, the Champions League, if I remember correctly here. No, excuse me. In the Premier League, they tied for, uh, Nottingham Forest, and uh, they beat Arsenal before that. Uh, so City is, and they lost to Tottenham. So the last four, they've won two, they've lost one, and they've tied one. So Leipzig could be looking for blood here. Uh, we'll see what Leipzig has got uh, available to play. Leipzig, you should watch out for a few different players there uh, on that team, um, specifically Forsberg and Cuckoo, uh, some players to watch. Um, Andre Silva, uh, potential goal scorer there. Mr. Dominic Slobozai, I'm still hoping that he moves to somewhere else because I think he's a really good player uh, and I think the world needs to see his creativity. So we'll see what happens in these games. I think City probably goes there and maybe a 2-1 victory or maybe Nkunku just goes wild and, and has a really game, good game. But I'm going to go tomorrow with Porto Milan, Inter. They're going to tie, uh, I'm going to say 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, I think uh, Sergio Conceição is going to uh, deploy a strategy of let's try to sit back, defend, and try to counter when we can. And I expect City to go to Leipzig and win a 2-1, 3-1 game, that type of game we'll see for them. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to next week, uh, hopefully uh, another Benfica win at home and they can uh, punch their ticket uh, into the next round. And then we'll see that Chelsea Dortmund game is going to be a really interesting game to watch. Uh, Bayern PSG, another really interesting game to watch. Um, you know, and then Milan and Tottenham. Uh, back to Tottenham for that game. Back to Munich for that game. Uh, these games are going to be. There's some really excellent games coming up that uh, could have uh, implications in the hobby. Again, a lot of these players that are, let's say, younger stars or exceptional players, like an Mbappe. What if Mbappe gets eliminated next week? I mean, we have to understand that his card values will probably drop uh, and a Musiala could potentially see an increase moving into the next round if he can make his impact on the game. And then Spurs and uh, Milan. Leon was on Milan. Obviously, last week, uh, player of the man of the match. Uh, again, solidifying himself as one of the top players in the world one of the top players that clubs are actively chasing. We'll see where he ends up, if Milan let him go or not. Again, I've said it before, hopefully he stays at Milan, and we'll see what happens. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online. Something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more. Again, thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it.